to total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Hello, everyone. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson and Total Career Success. We are live from Phoenix today. And we wish everyone a happy and prosperous New Year and hope that you had a safe and joyous celebration. We had the privilege to go with my cousin Rick on a motorcycle ride January 1st with the Valkyrie Motorcycle Club. It was a great ride, cookout, and time of sharing with his riding buddies. There were over 40 bikes on the ride, and it was the first for us to, to go uh, with a group, uh, so a different experience. And I didn't even know what a Valkyrie was until we saw Rick's for the first time. These are some serious cyclists with chrome everywhere. Now, Gold Wings, which is our bike, uh, are not, they're not shabby uh, cycles, but we felt like the ugly duckling among those polished babies. I'm telling you, the best I could do was clean our windshield so Ken could see where he was going. Nevertheless, we had a unique feature, our cocker kennel on the back. No one could deny its one-of-a-kind standout presence. And our cockers, Pooh and Tigger, made a lasting impression. Later in the program, we'll talk about the ugly duckling effect and how each and every one of us has our own perfection with which to make a special contribution to our world. And to share that perception with others on leadership with us, we have a very special guest today who is a friend and colleague, Doug Gurman. We've watched Doug's career advancement since the early years of our consulting firm, and we are proud to be a part of his network. We'll introduce his illustrious career in a moment, but just to explain the format today, we're going to have four segments. In the first segment, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, Doug's background, kind of walking down memory lane. And then in the uh, second segment, we'll get into his new book, Leadership for Life. You're going to be really excited when you hear some of these concepts and uh, then in the third and fourth segment, if you'd like to call in with your questions, you're welcome to do that for Doug or, or for ourselves. Now, let me give a brief introduction to Doug. Uh, Doug German was most recently Assistant Professor of Management and Program Director of the um, MS Human Resources Management Program at Houston Baptist University, where he taught courses on human resources management and leadership. Before joining Houston Baptist, uh, Doug was Managing Director for Bridge Consulting Group, where he helped clients effectively manage change and develop leaders. Prior to his consulting and teaching years, Doug held the position of Executive Vice President, Human Resources, with Van Campen Investments, a Morgan Stanley company. Doug has additional experience in the mortgage banking business and over 20 years in the energy and petrochemical industries with Exxon, Imperial Oil in Canada, Shell Oil Company, and Reading and Bates Drilling Company. His early professional experience was with a defense contractor in California. Doug is a speaker at national conventions on the topics of mergers and acquisitions, knowledge management, and compensation, as well as leadership. His articles have appeared in professional journals, and he recently published the book, Leadership for Life. Doug was a board uh, member of Sheltering Arms Senior Services for nine years and presently serves on the Human Resources Committee. He is an elder at uh, Memorial uh, Drive Presbyterian Church and serves as the clerk of session and chair of the Personnel Committee. 
Doug holds a a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering from Arizona State University and an MBA from the University of California, Berkeley. The lessons from his vast experience are distilled in his new book, Leadership for Life, Your Guide to Becoming a Transformational Leader. Welcome, Doug. Kenneth Earl, uh, thanks so much for that kind introduction and inviting me to be on your program. And congratulations on the program and the publication of your third edition of Job Search, The Total System. It's really a powerful book. Thank you. uh, Thank you, Doug. Uh, I'd like to just start a little bit. I know we're in your uh, neck of the woods here. You grew up here in in Phoenix. Well, that's right. Grew up in Phoenix, uh, moved there when I was nine, and went to Arizona State University before heading off to California, going west. And then you came back to Houston, so you're in a great state now. <laughs> well, we, I came to Houston in 1968, uh, Berkeley to Baytown. About the only common element was the B in the name. Yeah. <laughs> We've enjoyed Texas a lot. Well, good. And why don't you share with our listeners the reason that you wrote uh, Leadership for Life? Well, I worked for 40 years, and, of course, I observed a lot of leaders, a lot of different styles, a lot of different ways of uh, leading people, and finally determined almost everything in life is about leadership, and I guess that's the title, Leadership for Life. And then when I got to HBU, one of my course assignments was to teach leadership. And, of course, when you teach something, you have to have a a real clear view of what the the topic's about. And I had to really clarify my vision about leadership. And that brought me to, when I left HBU, to to write the book, write down what I I thought that vision was. And then finally, there's this, I think, a great tradition of the Jewish faith to write an ethical will for your children to leave behind your values and uh, what you believe the principles of an effective life are. And so... Those are really the three reasons I wrote, and I guess if I had to be really honest, it's a little bit of ego gone wild, hoping I could influence the practice of leadership in the future. Indeed, and I think you have accomplished that, Doug. And I can remember a number of years ago when you shared with me that you were going to be writing a book, and uh, I thought, well, if there's anybody who could do it, it certainly would be you, and so we're we're proud of what you've accomplished. Before we get into the book, though, let's take a bit of a, a walk down memory lane, if we could, and have you share with our listeners your experience with us in Job Search a Total System. Uh, I recall uh, many years ago when you gave me a call and your former company was going through restructuring and you were responsible for providing outplacement to those that were affected. And you were looking for a program which would help ensure that your employees could move on to their next best opportunity, uh, not only that the company's liability would be protected or minimized, um, how did uh, Job Search a Total System help your employees accomplish that transition? Well, of course, at the time there were a lot of competitions in the business of outplacement and transition planning, and uh, I, I was most impressed with your approach to Job Search. Uh, it really provides a great focus for people to find the best job, and uh, that's what happened to the people we entrusted at Austin Consulting. And maybe more importantly, uh, I thought that this, one of the deciding factors was you obviously cared about the clients. And it was an example to me of servant leadership, and, and caring about the people made a big difference, and it really provided the support they needed. And, and every step that you promote and advise is, is necessary, it's powerful, it's all linked and integrated well. You shatter so many of the myths about job search and, and your advice on interviewing references, networking, and so forth are, are powerful, and they work. And so it was a great experience for us. And uh, initially enough, I, I think not only is your system effective for people to understand who are in the job search, I think your book is a great resource for a recruiter's desk because 
you know, you, then they get a great insight into what a, a good resume really looks like and the potential questions to ask candidates, which helps weed out those who are not prepared. So it's just a great book for everybody. Well, thanks for sharing that. And one of the hallmarks of the total system is the emphasis on advancing one's career, not just finding a job, just as you say. And this is an important philosophy that has marked your career as well, Doug. Why is it so important to move on every few years when your job becomes too comfortable or, or unchallenging? Well, one thing that happened, of course, you can get a little bit bored, but I always I love my work. But I do have a rule of thumb that uh, if you're over five years in the same job, you can get stale. And if you're stale and get comfortable, you're probably coasting, and if you're coasting, you're likely going downhill. So one of the problems with being in a job too long is the difficult challenge of reinventing your own work because you've come in, you've made your mark, you've, you've put in a new performance management system or an incentive program, and then it's hard to reinvent that because, gee, I put it together in the first place, it must still be good for eternity, and, of course, that's not the case. Plus, uh, if you want to grow professionally and personally, you need to be challenged, and that often involves uh, going on to new things and new jobs. And my last job was 11 years with American Capital, but we went through two mergers, so it was like I went to a new company every two or three years, so it kind of kept it fresh. The other thing that happens, I think, when people stay in a job too long is you become stereotyped. I remember we had a secretary that got her MBA, but everybody viewed her as a secretary, so she could never really move up, so she had to move on to a different environment to really meet her career goals. Doug, one of the things that we emphasize an awful lot in Job Search, the total system, as you know, is essentially taking the role of a leader in your family. Um, each person has the choice to truly achieve better job, better pay, better life, and we recommend that they read the book and take that leadership role not only for themselves but for their entire family. What greater mm-hmm. legacy can you pass on to your children and grandchildren than the ability to learn how to achieve better job, better pay, better life? Your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And then one reason I wrote the book is the ethical will and providing the principles and, and values that I think will hold people in good stead. And, and, and your book is really uh, a leadership book for getting the job of your dreams, but it's also a leadership book, and if you approach life the way you approach job search, in your views, I think it at least uh, great outcomes. So um, I, I would say that uh, the book is really bigger than its intended audience. It's it's a book for everyone. Thank you, Doug. And you you place a premium on mentoring for developing one's leadership capacity. How does this also help to build one's network for those times when a job change is imminent or desired? Well, I think everything is contagious. And so when you're generous with your support through mentoring, it's likely you're, that when you're in need of some help or information or job leads, these same people will be helpful to you in return. So uh, by mentoring, you do build your network. And I've, I've enjoyed doing uh, some pro bono work for individuals in career transition. I just enjoy that work. I've done some work for the church, the, the Prisoner Entrepreneurship Program, and you mentioned sheltering arms. And, of course, this gives me my own personal development opportunities but also builds my network which now, even though I'm, I'm out of the mainstream of a, a career track, it's helpful in, in distributing my book. Well, you know, I think that's an important point because uh, with the economy the way it is, I've, I've gotten you know emails and calls from 
people who thought they'd retired and now they're looking back to get back into the job market, whether for whether for contract work or consulting and so forth. So, uh, you know, those are important um, skills to carry on through your life. Um, you know, and, and you believe, as we do, that uh, everyone can be a leader. Uh, we just have a minute here to break, but can you share how this approach not only helps one grow as a person, but helps others along the way? Well, I think uh, everyone can be a leader, and if, if you do this, you provide a, a positive example to others, and uh, if it's grounded in the right kind of values, uh, others will emulate that example, and this will help them in their career. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We're going to be talking about more about that, uh, being a leader, and how everyone can accomplish that in, uh, after the break and look at Doug's unique perspectives on leadership in for life. Stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Nick in there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa, where America learns to invest. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson, and we're speaking today with Doug Gurman. A consultant and author of Leadership for Life. Uh, Doug, this is really an exciting topic for almost everyone. What are the main points that you would like readers to get from Leadership for Life? Well, I think the primary one is that everyone can be a better leader. We're really all leaders, in fact. Not many of us realize it. Uh, and it's independent of your position. No matter if you're a dock worker, a homemaker, a CEO, You'll always have opportunities to make a positive difference, and to me that's the bottom line for leadership. So you just have to make that choice. I guess the other thing I'd hope that they would get from it is there's a, a simple leadership framework that I promote, which is um, see what needs to be done, understand the underlying forces, and then initiate action to make a difference. And uh, I think if, if they know going to be a better leader, they understand the, the framework, and then they realize the importance of their own personal values, self-insight and understanding, uh, then they'll, they'll find their leadership role and they'll realize what their purpose on earth is. Doug, if you wouldn't mind, uh, we get a number of questions relative to Job Search, the total system, on the role of leadership, and you've actually experienced it from a uh, sponsor perspective. Uh, could you share with us the role of the client or the person actually going through Job Search the total system. What role does leadership play in making that successful? Well, of course, they have to realize that they're going to have to take the leadership role. The only person that's really going to find them a job is them. And uh, they have to have the vulnerability and humility to accept the fact that they need professional advice and guidance, believe what the book is telling them because it's tried and true through 20 to 30 years of a successful application, and then implement the program. Um, they have to understand their own uh, goals, their strengths, and what they want to do in life and make the commitment to do some things that might appear risky, like making cold calls and drafting reference letters and then preparing for the uh, for the ultimate interview where they hope to get the job, which in, in the book just lays out all those things in a systematic way. And it's they just have to go by the encyclopedia of job search, which your book really is. Well, and I think that's really an excellent example of why uh, leadership in every single person is so important uh, because your your career choices that you make and your job choices that you make uh, not only affect yourself but obviously your family and those that ultimately you're, you're going to be working with. 
So there's a lot of synergies there. What do you think is the biggest misconception about leadership? Well, sometimes when I'm with an audience or a classroom of students, I'll ask, uh, who's the leader in the room? And rarely anybody will, a few will raise their hand, but rarely everybody will raise their hand. But then I point out that really we're all leaders in life, and but some are just a little more effective and recognize it more than others. So I think the, the common misconception is only people by virtue of their position, their social status, their fame, are the real leaders. But, in fact, everybody can make a positive difference, and that's, again, the bottom line for leadership. And the other thing I think happens is that people confuse management with leadership, and a lot of uh, leadership development programs are really management development. So it perpetuates that myth, and uh, they tend to think about leadership as what skills you possess rather than uh, what your values and integrity are. So, so how do you distinguish uh, management from leadership? Well, I, I think they're both critically important. I don't, I don't want to denigrate one versus the other. Uh, and when I think about it, because I had to think about it in writing the book and, and teaching it, it, it really was a distinguishing factor. The management side is typically more about what you can do, your intelligence, your skills, uh, where leadership to me is more about your heart and your values and how you live with your integrity. So a manager, for example, might want to give directions where a leader might set the direction, and a manager might want to just direct people. Or I think of a real critical skill of leaders is discover people, discover what their gifts are, what their purpose is, and how they can contribute to the team. So it's these kind of things of doing versus being that I think separates management and leadership. But, again, both important, both needed at various times. Those are really interesting distinctions. And one of the unique aspects of your book, uh, Doug, is your transparency and sharing some of the mistakes uh, you, you yourself have made along the way. Why is transparency and the willingness to be vulnerable so important to developing as a leader? Well, I've sure made uh, a lot of mistakes, but if you don't admit to them or recognize them, you can't learn from them. And uh, one thing I, I would probably tell followers today, although I didn't do it much in my career track, is... Uh, don't let me make a bad decision. And leaders have to have followers that understand that's the position of the leader. This, this sort of gives the signal that you don't have all the answers. You have blind spots, but you need the contributions of everybody on the team. So uh, that, that's important that you, you show vulnerability and humility. And one of the deadly sins of leadership, is, as I mentioned later in the book, is, is arrogance. And if you have humility, you're demonstrating respect for others and their gifts and contributions. Doug, one, of the, yeah. Doug, one of the things that, um, again, going back to the book, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because you're so familiar with it, is the beauty of Job Search Total System is that in a leadership role, the individual has a, actually has some specific benchmarks. In other words, they know that they have become an effective leader because they have achieved better job, a better pay, and a better life. That's critical, too, is it not, in your way of thinking? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, the um, uh, ultimate result of, of leadership is outcomes, good outcomes, outcomes that make people fulfilled and happy and bring joy to their life. And uh, that's kind of know if you've been successful as a leader. And the other way you know if you've been successful is how are the people doing that are following you. Exactly. And if they're doing well, you've done well. Exactly. Well, Doug, you, you point out in reframing uh, leadership that leaders must understand reality, both in terms of situational forces as well as how people react to these forces uh, and the relationships of the people involved. 
whether they're the followers or customers, competitors, uh, or other stakeholders. Why is this understanding of reality so important to developing strategy and implementing change? Well, reality can be awfully elusive, particularly if you're in self-deception. But if, if you want to travel to Chicago, you need to know if you're starting in Houston or San Francisco. I mean, that's reality. And because you, you're a product of your history, you always have different assumptions about the world and your life, and that is your vision of reality. And I think most arguments about strategy arise with a leadership team because they come to the table with different assumptions about the business landscape and where they're starting from. I remember I was working with one leadership group in, uh, in the mutual fund business, and we were going to go to a strategy conference and and think about where, where the company should go in the future. So to prep the, the group, I, I had a list of 75 assumptions about the business and asked the team to indicate the level of agreement and then tabulate those results. We found we were in wide diversity on some of the assumptions and until we got an online understanding about the reality, uh, we couldn't really formulate a strategy that everybody could agree on. I think that's really a powerful exercise for any team to go through and uh uh, it's a good strategy to make sure that you're uh, you're on the same page. In uh, leadership for life, uh, also devotes numerous chapters to understanding oneself, one's values, beliefs, strengths, weaknesses, passions, and blind spots. Why is self understanding so difficult, and how can one avoid self deception? Well, it's important because it's the biggest underlying force in almost any leadership situation. Is, is your own impact on that situation. And it can be difficult because so often we're trying to be the person others want us to be rather than who we really are. So self-understanding is difficult in that sense. And typically people don't like to get feedback because sometimes it can be critical or or against their own self-image. But feedback is what you have to have to to reach uh, self-understanding. And uh, if you welcome that feedback and live with integrity, you'll be less subject to the, the problems of self-deception. And uh, it just helps you. You just have to understand and welcome the truth and opinions that are different from yours and any information that uh, tests long-held beliefs, and you can avoid some of these traps. Doug, one of the things that we continually need to remind ourselves as we do this show is that not everyone out there is a college student or a university student or has an academic background at all. And many people listening are asking themselves, well, is this for me? Can I do this? Can I be a leader even though I don't necessarily have an education or an academic background? Uh, your thoughts on that, sir? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, everybody can make a positive difference. And, and I, I see leadership acts in the smallest things. For example, uh, Somebody sitting in a room listening to a speaker and there's some noise in the hallway, there's going to be one person that see, sees what needs to be done, and that's to close the door. And they're going to understand the underlying forces that it's going to interrupt the classroom, so they get up and initiate an action to make a positive difference by closing the door. So it, it's every simple act of service to me that's providing a positive difference in the world is leadership. And so anyone can do it. They just have to be present in the moment, look for the possibilities, and uh, take action. Oh, that's a great definition. And the actions of a true leader must be free from the past or, or from the fear of the future. And in the total system, we talk about the importance of letting go of past disappointments or successes uh, or and of realizing that we cannot necessarily control the future 
and of focusing on the present, which we can control by acting in positive ways to achieve our goals, how can we avoid becoming prisoners of the past or the fear of the future? Well, we're all products of our history, so in one sense the past is always with us, but the key is you don't get stuck there, but learn from it. Uh, you, you Go ahead, Dave. the past, you can only honor it. Great. Well, we're going to uh, take a little break here, but we're going to explore more from Leadership for Life, so stay tuned for some very interesting perspectives on how even the ugly duckling can be a leader. We'll be back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Doug Gurman, and we've got a, a very interesting topic today on leadership for life. And uh, just to continue here, Doug, uh, your book claims that everyone is perfect. What led you to that conclusion, and how do you explain personal perfection? Well, I, I hold a Christian worldview, and that's really probably the foundation for this belief in uh, personal perfection. It certainly wasn't my view early in life, but uh, it was sort of interesting to me, it came to me while teaching at HBU. I, after teaching for a while, and you'd look out at the students, and all young and fresh, and you just saw, gee, so many possibilities for their life and their potential. And I just began to look at their face, and, and they just started to seem perfect, uh, created in the image of God, as we, uh, the Christian worldview believe. And so I looked in their faces. I really was beginning to see the face of God, and it was a, it was a revelation to me. And, of course, it's much easier when you see the face of God in someone to love them if, if, you, do, if, you, if you see something else. It's not quite as easy. But most people, when they think of perfection, they think of flawless, you know, like a flawless diamond. But even a flawless diamond won't be a perfect ruby. So if you, if you look a little deeper into the definition of perfection, and the dictionary would, would say properties naturally belonging to it are complete or sound, and, of course, every person born is complete and sound and has properties naturally belonging to it. And since we're all unique, then nobody ever like us again or has been like us. Uh, we've been created for a unique purpose that only we can fulfill. So one of the metaphors I like is this Chinese story about uh, one Chinese man is complaining to the other that he has this tree that he really wanted to sell off as lumber, but he's, he's claiming it has no value as lumber because the branches are crooked and no lumberman would want it. Therefore, he declared that it was useless. But the other Chinese gentleman points out that uh, he, you know, he should admire the beautiful symmetry of the tree, the, the sculptural aspects of it, the shade of the tree, its character and appearance. He could rest under its shade. And, uh, of course, the operative sense is it's useless to him only because uh, he wanted to make it into something else and not use it in its proper purpose. So I think everybody has its purpose, but we have to find it, and that's when we uh, realize our perfection. You mentioned the story about the ugly duckling. It's, of course, it's the story of the the egg of a swan that was hatched by a duck, and, of course, it didn't look like the other ducks, and so everybody ridiculed it and kidded it until it discovered finally at the end that it was a swan, and, of course, it found its uh, perfection, even though it wasn't what others expected it to be. And, Doug, on that very theme, we have so many people listening to the show who are really in many respects, getting beaten up by this economy. They're reading bad news in the paper, they're seeing bad news on TV, and they're sitting there saying, wow, what was me, what can I do? And, and again, this is where the person, as you're saying, really needs to look within for leadership, and I'm striving for excellence, and I'm going to do the very best I possibly can, and I truly can achieve a better job for better pay and a better life. Your well, thoughts, sir? 
Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And there's certainly difficult times, but there's always opportunity in, uh, in difficulties. And the people who take a leadership view will find those opportunities, and uh, that'll become a reality to them, and they'll have leverage over all the people that don't see it that way. So a leadership point of view is uh, very important in this time. You emphasize, too, Doug, the, the um, importance of finding one's passion and purpose to excel as a leader. What are some of the strategies to help our listeners discover their strengths and their passions? Well, especially in tough times, if you find your, your passion, uh, you're probably going to find success. Uh, so you sort of have to start evaluating your life and asking yourself a lot of questions. Do you, you love what you do now or maybe you don't? Um, you know the difference, what, uh, what really matters to you and what you pretend to care about. Um, usually there's some point in your life where you've had the most satisfaction in what you're doing. What was that? What does it tell you about what you should be doing? A lot of people are just afraid of being who, who they truly are. They're afraid people won't like the real you. So uh, finding your passion and purpose is risky and involves change, but when you do that, you'll find what your leadership role should be. And you're the only person who can be who can be you, so it'd be a shame to deny the world the real you, I guess. Right, and uh, a lot of people sometimes just don't know how to go about that. They kind of go in circles, or maybe they go in a spiral, but they don't get don't feel like they're getting to to the real heart of of their passion. And we offer some help in the total system with our uh, the second uh, first chapter rather on assessment. We also have some available. Uh, assessments on our website, both career assessments as well as uh, leadership assessments to help individuals get at the really true uh, passion of their life and, and how that correlates to different job and career opportunities out there. Uh, how can an individual become a more effective leader, Doug? Well, the first step, I think, is really the simple step of saying I already am one and uh, how effective am I at it and could I be better at it. And secondly, um, part of leadership is trying to live a life of significance and making a positive difference in the world. So if you make that commitment, you're going to be more successful. There's so many of history's leaders that, that fail to make that distinction of making a positive difference that uh, they failed in their leadership responsibilities. So if you discover your, your passion, uh, if you haven't, commit to looking for it. If you have, pursue it because that's, that's where your joy is. And I think it helps to keep a leadership journal. My, my book is really my ultimate journal of writing my thoughts down about leadership. and uh, People can start their own journal and write the lessons of leadership that are in day-to-day living. Doug, if you could put your HR hat on for just a minute, um, mm-hmm. let's explore for the listener the specific role of identifying the organization that you really love, you really want to work for, you really want to spend the rest of your career with. Hopefully, how can that individual apply those leadership characteristics in identifying that company? Well, it's interesting because in my experience, at least, when you, when you interview in a company just in, in a period as short as uh, one day, you can sort of sense the culture, how things are done, are mistakes tolerated, uh, is there good chemistry between the team players. And if you're a leader for life, you're going to expect those kind of things, and that's the kind of culture you're going to work in. So... You're going to have to be very observant when you go in for an interview, and you're going to have to be able to ask the kinds of questions that will give you insights. Is this the kind of company, are these the kinds of people that I want to spend a good portion of my life at? 
And so it takes some discernment, but uh, if you understand your own values and what you expect from others, you usually be able to figure it out when you're inside an organization. Doug, let's be more specific, if we can, for the listener. In today's environment, with all that's going on, with all the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of the economy, um, could you give the listener any specific tips about either companies or industries or where to um, go or where to uh, research relative to their specific interest, skills, and abilities? Well, I think uh, irrespective of how you think uh, an industry and organization is doing, if if they meet your test for the kind of company you want to work for and if they truly have the kind of jobs that will tap your purpose and your perfection, I wouldn't discourage somebody for, for doing that. Uh, does that mean you should try to get a job in the automobile business right now? Well, probably not. Uh, even if you have a passion for cars, but there's probably some other areas of, of work that relate to the industry that you could uh, work in and be successful. So I'd, I'd say you still should pursue your, your passion, your joy, and your purpose uh, um, and not focus solely on the kind of organization that seems to have opportunities now that, that may not fit the kind of work you want to do. Doug, how about specific industries that are hiring? that um, an individual sitting there is saying, well, you know, where do I go? Um, could you share any specific thoughts on industries, perhaps, that are hiring or will be hiring in 09, the 10, the 11, the Yeah, well, I think there's always resistant uh, industries to, to a recession, which we're currently in. Healthcare is probably one, to, to some extent, drug companies, uh, consumer goods, uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, companies like that. Uh, retail is probably going to be a, a bad area to be involved with currently, as well as uh, banking and probably investment firms. But there are some resistant industries to uh, recession, which probably be fr- fruitful to investigate. Doug, uh, getting back to your book, Leadership for Life, you outline ten heart values, and the first is integrity. Why is this the first and foundational to success as a leader? One of my favorite guys is David Thomas. He, he has his firm called Integritalk, and he speaks about integrity. And one of his great lines, I think, is, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. And if you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. So I agree with that. Um, if you say a home has integrity, for example, it's well-constructed and can serve the purpose of, for, for why it was built. And, of course, if a person has integrity, they're true to their purpose, which they were created, and they live their values. So integrity is the number one thing. If you if you have that, then you've got 90% of the answer. Well, if you're honest with yourself, then it makes it a whole lot easier to be honest with others as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Can you give some examples of some of the other personal values you believe are essential to effective leadership? Well, the values that I write about are the values I've come to adopt and hope to be part of my leadership brand, and I don't always, I'm not always successful in, in living every one every day, but these are the ones I try to do. Um, you know, gratitude is, is one, and I think it's one of the most underrated aspects of powerful leadership that there is, is to express gratitude. I remember uh, Peggy Noonan was a writer for Reagan, and when he said one of her speeches was well done on the, on the speech uh, draft, she cut that corner out and pasted it on her blouse and wore it around for three or four days. Gratitude is very powerful. Indeed. And when we return, we'll explore the major causes of leadership failure. If you want to expand your leadership capacity, stay tuned. 
voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to FeedThePig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Doug Derman, and we've been talking about leadership for life. And uh, we've covered a lot of ground already, uh, Doug, and uh, looked at the perfection that each of us has. But none of us can deny that we do make mistakes. What are the major causes of leadership failure? Well, there's a lot of things that derail leaders and uh, people in positions of leadership. 
I, but I think the primary one is uh, self-deception um, because we, we tend to become blinded. We have biases, we have stereotypes, we have limited experience in our history, and we don't understand all the underlying forces that are impacting the situation, particularly our own uh, impact on it. I was uh, I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal in December. It was about a meeting in, in the late 2000 when uh, William Ford was speaking with executives at the development center that they had. And he was uh, saying, we need to prepare for high oil prices and uh, the green movement and other fuel-efficient technology. And, you know, they just come off a year, they'd sold trucks and SUVs and made $9 billion at Ford, and so everybody hemmed and hawed, didn't say anything, the room was silent, he got one question, nobody said anything, and he finally walked out of the room. So this was uh, self-deception, it was epidemic. And they just they just didn't want to understand that reality was coming down on them like a freight train. Uh, the second big failure is leaders tend to do what they want to do rather than what needs to be done. It, it's really a form of self-deception. And most of us think what we want to do is what needs to be done, but that's typically not the case. And you have to really evaluate, is this something I personally want to do for my self-interest or is it something that needs to be done for the best, the organization, the team, or my life? And uh, there's a couple other things. Emotional intelligence can be low, and they leaders have no idea how their behavior impacts other people. They don't have compassion. They don't have any empathy. And, uh, of course, arrogance is a big one, too, thinking they have all the answers when, obviously, no one person does have all the answers in this world as complex as ours. Doug, this points up one of the critical roles that we play in uh, career development. And, Cheryl, you might want to speak to this. And it's basically the assessment portion of where you are before you ever get started in an organization, for instance. Those organizations who choose their executives based upon certain criteria. So many of these criteria are never, ever addressed, and they really should be. Well, absolutely. I think people are uh, always uh, given the benefit of the doubt when they meet the bottom line. And you're forgiven for all your people errors and even some of your leadership errors if you make the numbers. And so people that make the numbers uh, get advanced, regardless of how they've made the numbers, and sometimes it's... uh, with poor ethical practices. But see, even today in Wall Street, we see people getting huge severance packages that never met the numbers, never even well, came right. clo- never even came close to meeting the numbers, and people are saying, "What in the world is going on? Here I am bailing these people out, and they never even came close to my definition or our definition of success." Well, the ultimate accomplishment on Wall Street is to be paid to go away because you failed so miserably. It's wrong. Uh, it's unethical. It's a travesty, but I don't know how you change it given that people have employment contracts when they come in and they're perceived as the messiah for the firm, but ultimately they, they bury the firm, but the employment contract requires a severance payment. It's a very difficult problem. The public is outraged about it, but I'm not quite sure what the answer is, except uh, leaders with integrity. Yeah, indeed. And and you state that the qualities of strong leadership, uh, in fact, emanate from a spiritual connection and maturity that transcend uh, the explanations of science and empirical data. Why is this so, and who, how can one tap into this spiritual dimension? Well, if, if you're reading the spiritual literature, and I've 
read a little, but not as much as I probably should or could. Um, the value underlying almost all religion is love. And if you have love and you see love for other people and, and see the love of God, then all the other heart values that I tried to adopt as my leadership brand are just a natural outcome, forgiveness, gratitude, respect, truth, etc. Um, and when we live in harmony with those spiritual values, and I almost would call them spiritual laws, just as they're physical laws, it's almost guaranteed that we're going to have a productive and happy life. Uh, we'll become a leader for life. But, you know, I've in the past, I've probably spent more time researching the kind of car to buy than to become aware of spiritual wisdom contained in whether it's the Bible, the Koran, the Torah, or any other spiritual writings. So you to get that spiritual maturity and to tap into that power, you have to study, you have to understand, and you have to pray or meditate. And if you take the time to really think about these things and appreciate the incredible beauty of nature and other human beings, uh, you'll begin to, to arrive at a thin place where the difference between the secular world and the spiritual world becomes very, very thin. And Doug, that's where happened to that power. Doug, that's where I was going earlier relative to our listener identifying the organization that they really feel comfortable with. If they do have these spiritual gifts and spiritual needs, um, specific targets they can, uh, or specific companies they can uh, go after that have these characteristics, how can they research and find out which of these are really for them? Well, that's difficult because religion and uh, spiritual wisdom is not often talked about in any corporate setting, even when many of the people might be uh, have a strong spiritual background and faith. Uh, the ones where it's more obvious and people could look to if they really had a spiritual connection and wanted to serve the world would be nonprofits. Uh, and many of the nonprofits are faith-based, so it's pretty obvious that where they're coming from in terms of their values and culture. But for the majority of organizations in the secular world, um, that's difficult, and you get some sense of it through the interview process. But it's always dangerous in an interview, in my view, to uh, to bring up religion because it's a controversial topic, and you don't know where the person on the other side of the desk is coming from. Well, and you talk about the importance of values and in, in culture, and I think that's a way that they can really identify that. You you challenge readers throughout Leadership for Life by providing practical lessons and applications at the end of each chapter, and along with that bottom-line statement for success. I feel, Doug, that this makes the book more than a quick read, but a really uh, a practicum, a study guide for developing one's leadership abilities. It can be transforming for anyone who's committed to advancing in their career, as well as finding their passion, their purpose, and their perfection. How would you encourage our listeners in their career journeys? Well, as your system says, you have to have a positive outlook and optimism about the future. You can't give up on your search for your passion, your dream job. Uh, you know, good enough never is, so you got to go for excellence. You have to go for what makes the most sense for you. It could be a difficult path, but it will lead to a lot of rewards. Uh, We're coming up on the close here, Doug. Tell us how folks can get a hold of your book. Oh, it's uh, currently exclusively available on Amazon, so you can just search on my name, Doug German, and the book will pop up, and uh, I hope, hope there'll be some people interested. All right, great. And next week we're going to have an interesting topic, in entrepreneurship. Uh, we'll be with Todd Purnell of Drury University and Lee Daniel, former client, very successful entrepreneur himself. So join us next week on entrepreneurship. Thanks for being with us, and don't forget... 
um, the entrepreneur spirit is alive and well. for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. <laughs> 